It's 1114. And it's time to talk with Kelly Showstrom for our budgeting basics. Uh, Kelly is so much fun to have on the show. She, um, many years ago now, uh, decided to take a really close look at her debt situation after paying on her college debt for quite a while, thinking she was coming close to the end and then finding out she wasn't close and she thought enough of this. She changed her course and uh, obviously got rid of that debt. And now she's helping us do the same. So Kelly is joining us today. Kelly, thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you again for having me. Always fun to talk to you each week, Kelly. It's kind of neat. I mean, do you ever think back and go, wow, that was really a turning point for me? Oh, it's life-changing. Um, And that moment that you actually decide and make, you know, make that promise to yourself that something has to change. Like I can't keep living like this. And, you know, other people have changed their scenarios, not because they're millionaires or not because their parents gave them money, but because it just takes a little bit of hard work. And so sometimes a tiny bit of sacrifice is worth is worth the ultimate payoff of being debt-free. And Kelly, we say this time and time again, it's not about being debt-free. You don't need that badge. You don't need to spout it around your neighborhood, right? It's about the money that you get that is now available to you from your paycheck that doesn't go towards debt that you get to use towards whatever you want. Want. And so right now my husband and I are in the middle of starting in the middle of starting, I guess, but a kitchen remodel. And so not having to have student loans and car payments mm-hmm. just helps so much with having some extra cash to be able to put towards a project. And I know everyone listening today, if I were to ask you, would you like your money to be going towards a car payment or would you like it to be going towards a vacation to Hawaii? I think we all know the answer, right, Cal? Yeah, I think we know the answer to that one. <laughs> So today you're talking about the pros and cons of debt consolidation. And I was thinking about this myself, debt consolidation. I don't have that much anymore, which is a good thing. But I thought, hmm, wonder what it would be like if I just combined my house payment and my car payment. Would that change anything for me? And I guess there's pros and cons to everything. But I want to hear from the expert what you have to say about those types of things. Yeah, it's so funny, Kelly, that we decide I picked this topic out, you know, a while ago, but you and I were chatting about that earlier this week. And it just shows that this comes up all the time. Every time an an interest rate changes or you get a new debt or whatever the scenario is, your payment goes up or down. It's a good time to reflect on, am I doing okay? Do I need to think about rearranging some things? Do I want to get rid of a debt, pay off a debt? Um, Or am I just kind of trying to hang on and just get through the storm, right? And so debt consolidation, so we can start off with what is debt consolidation? And so debt consolidation is is a way to combine all of your debts into one nice or fewer monthly payments, right? And so you might have the car loan and the personal loan and the credit cards. And basically when you go through consolidation, you can put all those loans together into one nice little payment, probably not little, but one payment yeah. every month. And um, you have one interest rate to worry about. You have one due date to worry about. And so you're not kind of scattered all over the place with all these different due dates to all these different companies for all these mm-hmm. different prices. Right. That is the benefit, right? There's a benefit in that. But then we look at the situation and you think, okay, but if I combine all this stuff, then what happens? So that's why we want to look at this process. We want to look at the good and the bad about debt consolidation. So we really know what we're dealing with. 
So let's start with the cons, Kelly, because I think um, debt consolidation is not for everybody. I did it at one point, not knowing what it did to my scenario. And so I want to share some tough lessons that I learned. And so when you combine your debt, you're like we said, we're merging that all together. And so the first thing is your interest rates might not be favorable and interest rates are not great, um, you know, in the last year or so currently as well. And so if you have that 3% on a car loan, now is not a good time to combine that car loan with other debts to be at eight, nine, 10 plus percent, right? And so yeah. we have to think about that when we're combining our debts, we really want to make sure we're keeping a favorable um, situation for ourselves and we're not adding on extra money that we're going to be paying off. And so truly when we combine our debts, we want to make sure that everything that we're combining is going to be in a better scenario. So you don't have to combine all of your debts, those low interest debts, especially student loans, Kelly, and we'll talk about that one in a second here. Um, keep them separate keep them out of it and just combine the higher debts, especially credit cards are always a good one to combine into maybe a personal loan. If you know, you can pay it off um, more quickly because those interest rates are normally better than those 20 plus percent that we get on our credit cards. Um, but do know that you do lose some of those factors um, when you combine. And so it's not always a good time to do that. Meaning you lose what kind of factors? So that interest rate, like we said. And so oh, if you, oh. if you combine that car loan, um, and you're combining it with your credit cards and the interest rates going today are going to be 9%, you lose that 3% interest rate that you have for that car loan. And you're now yeah. going to be paying 9%. So you're paying even more than you, than you would have been paying if you would have just kept that payment separate. And I know sometimes we like to have that one pretty payment and um, it's less stress and worry, but it's not worth paying extra money in the long term. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And so really when you're thinking about it as you know, if anybody goes to your site right now, we've probably got a lot of people in the Kelly club <laughs> that go there and go, okay, I printed out the free forms and I put all my stuff in a sheet and I actually went and I looked at my credit cards and I looked at everything that I pay and I got the interest rates written down on my spreadsheet. So you can actually look at your spreadsheet, grab a highlighter or just look on the computer and highlight, you know, which ones are the higher interest rates and look at what it would be to combine them at a lower rate, right? Exactly, Kelly. And okay. this is something I was literally doing this week with these, um, with this HELOC loans that I was looking at for our kitchen um, because one of the rates that I found was an intro rate of 3% for the first year, which is great because right now interest rates are really a lot higher than that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did was I called a bunch of different credit unions and banks in my area, and I just asked them what their interest rates are at the moment. And you should be doing the exact same thing. So before we just go with the bank that we already bank at or pick the one that's closest to our house, let's do a little bit of homework, some due diligence, and let's make sure that we're being responsible. And so know what debts ahead of time that you want to consolidate because they're going to want to know how much money you're going to need, right? And then know what your current interest rates are. Like Kelly said on that Excel spreadsheet that's available for free at kellyshowstrom.com. And just make sure that you kind of have all your ducks in a row. So when you call them and you can say, hey, what are your current interest rates? And if they say 9%, but all of your debt is currently under 9%, it's not a good time to consolidate your loans, right? Or your debt. But if they say it's 9% and all of your debt is above 9%, it might be a really good time to start looking at if you qualify and what your rate would truly be um, since it depends on your credit and some other factors. And a little side note with that, Kelly, don't have all these banks run all of your credit to see what your APR is going to be for this new loan. That's only going to ding your credit. And so make sure you have a good idea of who you think you want to go with. You know the, the range of interest rate that you're going to have and you feel confident that that um, it'll be a, a money-saving option in the end. 
So when you're, when you're going to ask, like, let's say you don't, you've never been to a credit union, but you're like, you know what? I heard I should check out credit unions. You, you go to the credit union with the information, you know, already about your own accounts. And you say, I'm thinking about a consolidation loan, but I'm wondering what your, what your percentage is. Is that what you ask? Yeah, that will work. So I would make an appointment, especially if you have lots of questions, just make a, an appointment with one of the loan advisors. They will be happy to speak with you. They will love to give you yeah. money, right? And so take 10 minutes of their time, bring your notebook and just say, hey, these are all the debts that I have. This is about the amount of money that I would need. Um, do you have a loan, a personal loan that would qualify for this debt consolidation? Um, yes or no, they might say, depending on how much debt you have, but then they'll help you work through it. They'll say, okay, you have you know, $60,000 in total debt that you're trying to consolidate, you know, between the car and the personal loan and the credit cards and everything else. And they might say, Hey, we can't do that total, but I could give you a loan for $25,000. And then you can just pick and choose what debts you want to do. But again, make sure that you're not extending the life of the loan. Um, if you're not aware of that. So if you current, your car payment is currently going to be paid off in two years, we don't want to consolidate that to be paid off in 10 years because you're paying more interest over time. So another right. factor, yep. Another factor to think about Kelly. And so, um, we just want to really make sure we know all of the, the, um, the specifics of our, of our, of our current debts, how much the monthly payment is, what the current interest rate is, how long we have until it's paid off. And then compare that to what they're offering you and then only choose the debts to combine that are truly going to be in a better situation after the consolidation. Right. Because if your overall goal was, I just want one payment. Um, and that's not going to happen too. And then you're ending up with this payment and you consolidate these things. And now you've got another one payment, but it's higher because you've consolidated everything that can also create a little bit of a tiff, right? I mean, because you want to make sure that there's some things that absolutely have to be paid. If you can afford to pay them, pay them, you know, there's so many things to consider. Absolutely, Kelly. And I referenced kind of my story earlier. I consolidated um, through my... So when you consolidate a student loan with a non-student loan, you're losing that student loan status. And so all of these people, that's another con, all of these people that are right now in forbearance, they don't have to, um, or deferment, they don't have to pay their student loans right now. If you were to actually combine that student loan with a car payment for a consolidation, you would actually have to start making that student loan payment. So, right? so student loans are also one bag of debt that you never really want to consolidate with anything else unless you know, hey, this is just a better interest rate and I'm going to pay it off no matter what. And it doesn't matter if deferment happens in the future. Um, but what I did was I combined a couple of student loans. So I kept the status of student loan payments. But what I didn't realize is I was extending the life of the loan. And we just uh, kind of talked about that. And that's yeah. why I was so stuck in the rut of, oh, I've been paying this off for eight years. I barely made a dent. What is happening? And it's because I signed up for a lower payment, but I extended the life of my loan. And I was a young 20 oh. something and lessons learned the hard way. But I don't want that to happen to anyone listening today because sometimes Sometimes we do want to extend the life of the loan because we just don't have money right now and we just need the payment to be lower, right? And that yeah. is a choice that you can absolutely make. But sometimes when we do it unknowingly, that's when we can get ourselves into trouble. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. So is debt consolidation ever a really good idea? I mean, I guess it is if you're looking at lowering your interest rates on those cards and if you have the money to actually make those payments. Yeah. And so one um, pro of debt consolidation, as we talked about, is a simplified monthly payment. And I get it. We all want that one payment, that shiny number that's due on the 13th of every month, and we don't have to worry about anything else, right? And so that is a beautiful 
um, pro of not having to worry about forgetting other debt payments. And then we have um, late fees and all the bad stuff that comes with that and trying to manage multiple things and all the different interest rates and all the different payments. And so you do get the one simplified payment if you are able to pull it off. Um, and that can be really good. And it's one less thing for you to stress about, Kelly. Yep. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Another one we have is a potential to pay off your debts faster. So like we said, when we consolidate and we get that lower interest rate, we actually have more money then to be using towards our debt because we're paying less money towards the interest of our old debt. And we have more money now because we're paying less interest so we can hit that principle that the amount of money that we're originally borrowing much more quickly and we can pay off that debt quickly and we can just speed up the time that we're going to become debt free. So nice when that happens, right? That's something that I, you really love to see the numbers changing quicker. Exactly. Yeah. And and so remember, you will you might get you might get a um, your improved credit score over time. In the beginning, you will probably have a little bit of a hit to your credit score because you have this company or these banks pulling your credit to make sure you qualify and you're applying for a new loan, right? So you will see a little bit of a ding, but over time, um, you might see a little bit of an uptick, but definitely not a reason to do this um, in and of itself. Okay. That makes sense. Is there another good idea or is that it? Kelly, that's all I got for you, but I just want to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into this as we've talked about. So I just mm -hmm. want everyone to make sure you're doing your due diligence and you're actually looking at all of the different variables in your debt before you decide to consolidate, because it can be a good idea and it can also be, not be a great idea. Um, but as long as you have the tools and the knowledge and you're making a decision based off of data, then you're in good hands. This is so funny because I, I just asked the question on my phone. I'm like, what would it look like if I combine this? Because the last time I did, I, um, I, well, it wasn't a consolidation loan, but I did lower, I got a different loan when the interest rates are really low, trying to take advantage of that. And it was fantastic. I mean, I, I've seen so much money come off of, you know, not just interest, but the principal of my home loan. And it went from 30 years. Now I've been paying on it. So I'm down to 18 because it went down to a ton of 20 year loan. So I've saved all these years and hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest because of that. Exactly. So something and really neat. Refinancing just even one debt, right, Kelly? If we have, um, we want to redo our home mortgage, just like what you said, that can save us a lot of money, especially all those folks that are buying houses um, right now or in the last year or two that have these higher interest rates. A lot of their real estate agents are saying, hey, buy now, but refinance when the rates get lower again. Now, is just mm -hmm. because the rates are a little bit higher, um, historically, they're not as high as they've ever been. They can be a double what they are right now. And so yeah. that's not a that's not a huge problem. Um, so don't let it scare you or stop you. Just know going into it, into the debt, that you have a plan and it's okay. And it's just money at the end of the day. And as long as we can afford it and we're happy and we're healthy, and that's truly all that matters. We just have to know what our plan is and be able to follow the plan, which is where our budget and everything else comes into play that we talk about on a regular basis, Kelly. Um, ditch debt and live rich, the roadmap that helped you pay off over 46,000 of debt in 20 months. Uh, there's a little uh, area on your website, kellyshowstrom.com that they can kind of look into that and go, okay, get a little inspiration. Exactly. And so that's a course that I made, Kelly, because I found that I was coaching my clients and I was answering the same questions over and over and over again, because I truly just made a roadmap of exactly this is how I did it. This is how I set my things up. Here's all the spreadsheets and you just got to execute. Right. And so that course is very, very, very affordable. Um, I would go ahead and check it out on kellyshowstrom.com. It's for the price of one happy hour, I'll tell you. Um, and so <laughs> go ahead and check it out. And if you're truly a self-starter, you don't need a lot of handholds 
building at this moment. You just need to know where to start. It's a great, um, it's a great course to just let you start to dive in and um, just learn some of this knowledge and to have all the templates and tools and everything in one spot. And if you're somebody who likes uh, apps, there's lots of apps out there that'll help you um, with this too. If you're just somebody that likes to input stuff in your little app and you like to see the calculations, you've got some recommendations on your website for some of those too. Absolutely. And I'm a big wine app fan, but you know, there's Mint and there's uh, dozens and dozens of apps right now. And they all do a little bit different things, whether you want to share it with a spouse or you want to have your kids involved, they all have their little specialties, right? And so mm. just kind of start Googling and start doing the free trials and playing around with it and see which one works best for you. There's also apps for debt consolidation. So you can, um, I use the nerd wallet calculator quite often and you can just see, Hey, in a, in a rough scenario, this much debt, this is the APRs and these these are the current market rates. Um, how much money could I save if I consolidated my debt? So use the tools that are out there. Um, don't use it. Don't use um, any excuse that you're coming up with in your brain right now to not make any progress forward. Makes sense. Kelly, thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom. You can learn more about all these different things that we've been talking about at kellyshowstrom.com. Some great advice. 